Hey, hey, good morning, Youth Factor. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm your host, Pastor Jared. And hey, you know what? I, I got my new microphone in. <laughs> so this is it. I'm using it. So it's it's super cool. I love it. <clears throat> Hopefully it sounds, well, I know it sounds because I've tested it. I know it sounds way better than when I was just recording straight into my phone um, or using my like AirPods. Uh, I'm assuming it sounds better than the Blue Snowball, but I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe the Blue Blue snowball sounded better. I'll have to compare the two. But um, so super excited for a little audio quality increase. And I'm still still working it out. So I think I kind of tested a little bit. I think this is a good audio level, but I'll have to listen to it back and kind of see. So um, I, I'm actually super excited to test it out like more like on a full episode. So I'm going to jump in to uh, the August 9th episode. I haven't actually read through it and made any highlights yet. So we're just going to read through it and we're just going to go off the cuff with uh, any kind of responses. So <clears throat> yeah, here we go. August 9th, it says, love is more than being nice to people. I think we covered this a little bit already. It's loving God above all else so that you love people as he commands you to. Ooh. I am more persuaded every day as I examine my own relationships and I observe others in theirs. That relationships are first fixed vertically before they are ever fixed horizontally. Paul captures this dynamic in his surprising words in Galatians 5. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's verse 14. Now, think this through with me. If you had just written the entire law of God is summarized by one command, what would you have written next? Well, I would have written... Love God above all else. That seems right. Is it not the greatest of all God's commandments? Mark 12, 28 to 30. Is it not the command that must always be first and foremost in our hearts? It seems that good theology would require that this is the one word of which Paul is speaking. But that's not what Paul writes. He says the entire law is fulfilled by one word. And when he says, love your neighbor as yourself, what? How does that fulfill all that God has called us to, to, to at, wait, called us to as his children? Paul is on to something very important here. He knows two things. First, he knows that only people who love God above all else will ever love their neighbors as themselves. It is only when God is in his rightful place in my heart that you will be in the appropriate place in my life. This is because if God is not in his rightful place, guess who I insert in that place? The answer is easy, myself. In my marriage, in my marriage, I have had to make this confession. My problem isn't first that I have failed to love Luella, Lula, I don't know his wife's name, sorry guys, in the way that I should. No, my deeper problem is that I have not loved God as I should. And because I haven't, I put myself in his position. I make it all about me, and therefore I do not love Luella in, this, in the way that I should. Paul knows a second thing, that one of the ways our lack of love for God is revealed is by the lack of active love that exists in our relationships. John says it this way, if anyone says, I love God, and he hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. 1 John 4, 20. 
love for others really begins, continues, and is daily motivated by love for God. When his purposes are more important than your desires. When his glory is more valuable to you than your temporary moments of glory. And when his agenda activates you more than your plan for you. You will be freed from your bondage to self-love and be freed to love others. It is really true love. Our relationships need more than horizontal fixing. They need vertical rescue, and for that, there is ever-sufficient grace of a willing and patient Savior. For further study and encouragement, go ahead and check out John 13, 1 through 17. Okay, so this is good, right? I like this, and it, it, it's basically, he's he's right. He's talking about how, so the reason, like, Paul says that is he's like, oh, you know, basically you you want to fulfill everything, then just focus on loving your neighbor is because you can't you you can't love your neighbor unless you do all these other things. Right. So, OK, let's let's think of a few things. Right. Thou shalt not murder. Would you ever murder anyone if you're trying to love your neighbor as yourself? And, you know, we see Jesus basically talks about our neighbor is anyone that we essentially have the opportunity to be neighborly to. Well, no. Because it means anyone I meet, I'm going to love them as myself. Therefore, I would never kill anyone. Okay, so we don't have to worry about, you know, not killing anyone because that's covered by, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself. Okay, um, not committing, you know, adultery, right? Or coveting your neighbor's wife or any any form of like that that kind of sexual sin there. Well, no, because same thing, right? You You wouldn't be sleeping with another man's wife because that would obviously cause some problems right and so you wouldn't do that to that man because you're going to love him as yourself and you wouldn't do it to her either because ultimately that's not going to be it's going to break up her marriage or at least cause some you know major problems in her marriage and you're going to love her as yourself you're going to be like no i'm not going to take the temporary delight of of you know what i think will bring me pleasure of you know sleeping with this woman who is married but same thing maybe you're single and it's like hey look i'm not going to same thing i'm just she's I'm not going to marry this chick. And if, if I am, um, uh, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm not, I'm going to wait to to have sexual relations until we're married because it could not work out or even just to, to respect her. I'm going to love her as myself. I'm going to show her that respect. And, and I'm not going to rob her and her future husband if we don't end up getting married of that um, pleasure of being the, you know, and that covenant of having the, you know, the first time. Um, all right. I think I ran out of words on that one. <laughs> So it pretty much covers everything, right? Because like people are annoying and you can't love them unless you love God. And so you're like, well, you should love God. That should be the most important thing. Well, that's a given because you, you have to. Like you can you can go and think that you love God. Now, you know, like it said in John there, like you're a liar. You're either lying to me or you're lying to yourself. If you're like, oh, I love God. I just don't love people. That's obviously not possible, but it's easy to become religious and think that we look at the Pharisees. They thought they were loving God and doing everything they were supposed to be doing, and they were horrible to people. Um, but now imagine how much closer to God they would have been if they actually had to then love people. I mean, look at Jesus. He was constantly having to go away and spend time with his father because it was exhausting to love people. <laughs> and so he was constantly going off to pray, uh, you know, and he was trying to hide from people sometimes. And they're like, the people need you. And he's like, Okay, good thing I got up at like three in the morning and prayed for three hours with, with my father. So now it's time to go and, and ignore my physical exhaustion and go deal you know, with people because my heart breaks for them. 
So, yeah. All right. That's that's it for today. So your challenge for today is going to be to focus on loving others and not trying to, especially if you have a bad relationship. Like if there's a broken relationship, don't try to fix it just like, okay, me and this person had a fallout. Let me just go apologize. First, go to God and say, God, help me to help me to love you more and help me to experience more of your love and help that love to overflow to Billy Bob or, you know, insert the name of your friend and then help me to then go out because you don't want to go out and be like, all right, I need to apologize. I feel guilty because listen to this, this podcast by Pastor Jared and now I feel like I need to go and apologize to you. So I'm sorry, but I kind of still feel like I was right, but I'm going to apologize just to make things work. Right. That, that's not like a great fix. Like that may be a bandaid, but that's not a great fix that versus if you start to have that love of God overflow and you start to have compassion and love for that person, you see things from their perspective. You're like, look, I may not 100% agree, but I can see from your perspective. I can see what you're trying to say. And um, I, I, let's let's reconcile on this. Like, I love you, brother, sister, you know, whatever it is. Um, so that is the challenge for today. All right, guys, love you. Be blessed. I shall see you tomorrow.